あのキリンゴの木の下共犯で踏み越えてみた境界線すぐにプラカッドの怒りで追い立てられてこんな次元で俺としたことが俺ごときですら俺に限って言えまさかね君のせいにした秘密を手にしたイチジクの早めぎきだねあっという間目が覚めるかと思えば空に落ちてゆくなんというかやめられるもう一かじり Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast.、Uh, we got everyone back here again. LV is back from hell. Hi, LV. Well, I don't know if、Hello. it was hell. It could have been nice. I don't know.、Um, I don't know. What it, were you doing? It, yeah, I, I guess it's the opposite of hell. I, it was a very anime free hell.、Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But somehow I managed to catch up, as you see in our notes page.、Uh, there's, I ne- there's a lot. Yeah,、somehow. I never doubt you. you I- if anyone's going to do, pull it off, it's going to be you every time. <laughs> I wish I had your, your fortitude, endurance.、Uh-huh. That's the.、Oh. Well, like how people, like, I gotta squeeze in my steps. I, I gotta squeeze yeah, in my anime. Yeah, squeeze in your <laughs> teppin. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And、oh. you're really squeezing it, that's for、uh-huh. sure.、Um, Maverick, you're also here. Hi, Maverick. Hey, people don't know shit about romance. That's very true. It's very, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It, it, some, you, you know, sometimes it is hard. It is hard to write, you know, beautiful, compelling, the、mm-hmm. most beautiful romance you've ever seen. It is not hard to write something that doesn't sound insane, which I feel like. Right. Common failing in the world of romance <laughs> anime specifically. It shouldn't be hard、I've, to write about, like, hey, these are two people. Maybe getting to know each other and potentially, you know, making something out of that. It shouldn't be that hard. And yet. And yet, Rental Girlfriend is on chapter 187. Oh,、uh, you know, you, you、oh, rent、no. them. How's the inflation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? He, the man was, how does, he was, you know, even at the part that I was at, that man had no money to do that shit. He was like, oh boy, I'm using my entire budget for the month on this. Haha. And it's like, Okay, and this is going on for you?、Hmm. Hmm. Um, anyways,、uh, John, hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, I haven't been watching anime. I mean, this is a, we've, we've said it a million times. This is a bit of a bummer season. I know, but we, we've also been saying it's a good time to catch up on stuff. <laughs>、uh-huh. then, I, then I didn't do that, so. Catch up on、know. anything that. It doesn't have to be anime. Catch up on sleep. Catch up on. Games catch up on, that, yeah, just that's what summer's hanging out, yeah. Um, I will thank you. Actually, this is good. This is good. I can start with this, I can lead with this. Uh, John, I did watch two episodes of Uncle from Another World, okay. Um, I because I trust, because like I said, I was waiting for you to say whether it was okay or not because I knew I couldn't、mm-hmm. trust here. Right. You, like you specifically,、mm-hmm, and、mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great. That was really good. I really like that a lot. It's、That's、very、really、funny. funny, yeah, yeah.、Uh, um, I, I'm current, uh, and yes, it continues to just be a hoot. 
uh, the entire show has just been been a delight. Very funny. Um, I think there's only been four episodes so far because the, mm-hmm. the fifth episode has been delayed, I think indefinitely, because a bunch of the people working at the office uh, that's making the show got COVID, so they can't Ooh. keep working on it. Um, For a second, I yeah. thought it was going to be like, oh, did the uncle also predict Shinzo Abe dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next episode had him make uh, make a fucking roadhog gun from Overwatch. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he was like, hey, check this out. I'm gonna show this on my YouTube channel. No, it's yeah. just it's just been good, and I've just continued to enjoy it. Um, Maverick, you said you watched some of it too, right? I did. Yeah, I'm also caught up. You didn't tell me that this had a little dance sequence at the beginning. Yeah, it does. It's very it's cute. very good. It's good. It's I like that they're using what is it like a Sega Saturn model or like is would it be more full? Yeah, Dreamcast? it definitely looks like that. I think it looks so. Oh, actually, it's very Dreamcasty, very Sonic Shuffle. I, I am they're, not... they're, they're kind of they're kind of like um they're kind of like blending over you know like like the uncle is obsessed with the Saturn but I think they're kind of like getting some Dreamcasty kind of stuff yeah in there like because like he uh, doing the math he like got Isekai like what ninety nine two thousand mm-hmm. so you know definitely would see maybe the beginning of the Dreamcast maybe saw like publication of it on like Famitsu. But, yeah, because, again, I have zero recollection of how the 3D on the Saturn is, like, save for, like, Virtual Fighter, I guess. But, yeah, no, I it's mean, good. You know, like, like part, part of that one episode was, like, him mentioning that he wanted to see, like, he, he missed the last Saturn ranking, you know? Like, he wanted to see that, because that, like, happened right after he got isekai'd, so, um... And then was yeah, it the I, joke is that like Tokimeki Memorial I think was like first place or something like that yeah some some dating sim and he was pissed that it wasn't Guardian Heroes <laughs> which uh, extremely funny because uh, as soon as he got as soon as that episode was uh, was was out um, I immediately like I, I have some friends who are like Sega heads and there was immediately uh, not really discourse but there were immediately people being like. Pfft, I can't stand with him anymore. Guardian Heroes sucks, you know? Like, <laughs> like, immediately people, like, coming in and being like, no, Guardian Heroes rules, fuck you! Like, it's it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Exactly what I needed uh, from this show is just, yeah. you know, dweeby Sega arguments. Like, we're in it, folks. We're talking about Sega. Um... But no, I I do I do hope that there is an episode where he just like realizes that there's a whole nother console for him to experience, and that's just like I <laughs> need him to become a Vita guy or like an Wii yes. guy. The, the like after he runs out of Sega, it's like he goes like, "Oh, the Vita though, look at this!" Like, well, the path is gonna be like, you know, he's into the Saturn right now. He decides, mm-hmm. let me check out the Dreamcast, and then he's gonna have to ask like, "Hey." You know, what did Sega do? What what are the things that Sega's about? So, like, I'm trying to think. Maybe he'll get an Xbox. Cause, like, yeah, an original <laughs> Xbox. An original Xbox for, like, Jet Set Radio Future. What, fucking, like, Jade Empire? Because I, I know Sega had a few originals there. He'll somehow... SMT Imagine. Yeah. Oh. Fucking, uh, he'll get into... <laughs> He'll get into the GameCube because he wants to try, like, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe he'll actually figure out the Yakuza series, and then we'll be like, alright, I'm good, I'm set. He just like me for real. I I need to <laughs> I need him to react to the folly of Shenmue. Really is what oh. I need. Like I I need him He's to gonna like, love it. find out. You no, know, but I know. But he'll be like the budget. Oh no, this is <laughs> this is where it all went down. <laughs> he'll be like, this is what brought Sega down. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, I also do like the um, actual other world components where it's just really. It it really does paint a picture of, like, yeah, you know, what would a, like, pseudo-European ancient village do if it just had to see anybody that didn't fit that mold? Mm -hmm. Yep. Just did not look white. And, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Try and help people? Nah, that's the devil. You're gonna fucking die, (laughs) dude. Yeah, and just the, the, the focus on immediately being like, oh, their religion doesn't allow for it, whereas so many of the isekai are like, oh, but our religion allows outside, or whatever, you know, like, just, uh, uh, like, <laughs> like People love to uh, love to talk about, like, oh, if I brought Cheetos to, a, like, a little Victorian child, they'd, like, fucking lose their mind. The part that's missing from there is that the fucking church would, like, kill you. Yeah, the Victorian child would report you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Specifically, it's like hot Cheetos, and they don't understand <laughs> what that feeling is. And yeah, they think you're they think poisoning they're, them. They think they're think they're being tainted by a demon, and then they'll report you. No, yeah. because the church has tangible evidence you tainted him with this red orange Cheetos <laughs> dust stain on their hands from and hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, He's got brimstone on his fingers. Oh, no, but I, I. My only concern with this anime is really just, like, that the, the joke will run out, but I, I have confidence that this is going to be Sleepy Princess-like, and it's, like, just being able to really milk it for all it has <laughs> out of the concept, like... Yeah, I think it's, it's been pretty consistent, and, like, it's been playing around with, like, the different concepts yeah. so far, like... It, it's been making fun, fun a good like I don't want to just say oh deconstruction deconstruction but like it is it is just doing a good job of doing deconstruction stuff for isekai in a like legitimately funny way and just making fun of like all the expectations of like you know all, what all these guys you know wish that they could get out of an isekai they're basically just like you know, it's it's holding up a mirror and being like, yeah, if you're if 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 you are like this this uncle dude, if 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 you're watching this and being like he's just like me for real, you're not gonna be getting with any of these aunt, isekai babes. You know, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be a clueless idiot just like you are now. And it's like, yeah, you're right, but also it's very funny. No, if anything, it's like be humble because homie's living his best yeah. life. Just you know, re right like um. Yeah, th- that's the thing too is that years. he's still having a good time like he's yeah. he's he's fucking around he's he's not getting he's not getting the the isekai dream but you know what he's out there and he's still doing fucking good for what he's doing and he's helping people and he's not really expecting anything out of it and you know that's that's what isekai that's um, that's that's how you should be always you should just be out there fucking using what you got to help people and also you should 
find a video game console to be obsessed with because I think yeah. everyone should do that. Exactly. It shows so much the um, ethos of just like the uncle, even from the get go, where it's like in that little opie and like the opening, he's just like immediately like, how do I get home? How do I get back? I, like, that's what Isekai at the time was. You didn't mm-hmm. want to stay here. You, you got stuff to do back home. Okay, you learned a lesson. I still gotta go. It's not dive face first into a truck and now I get to stay here and with seven like, wives. Yeah, with my seven wives yeah. and my Smart big phone. dick and my <laughs> like zero insecurity. Yeah, the insecurity it's, it's, is still there. But. Yeah, it's like it's it really is the 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 transformation from fantasy to power fantasy was really just how it went. Yeah. Um, I, I think the effective thing about this series is something John said last time, which is just them using the real names for things is really just like, it it gives an entirely different vibe than when like your sword art online is pretending to reference dragon quest or something like mm-hmm. that. Like being able to have these hard, like these real examples of something like that. I think it really strengthens it, especially with like, like you said, the way they talk about YouTube stuff in general and stuff like that. Like, just this very realistic and grounded approach to talking about this stuff and this concept um, really helps it because I think of like some of my favorite parts of slime anime, like when the dude's having him make manga for him, right? He's Mm -hmm. making, having him make all the shonen jumps and he's like, how did Tokyo ghoul end or whatever? And it's just like, that's just like a funny bit to do. So like having an entire series about, funny bits like that is i i think it's good i think there's it's really like, good no there's one bit i forget if it's in the second episode it might be a little bit later on but it's like i i linked it in the chat where he's it's just like a joke about like it's the rise of the vtuber the virtual hot girl avatar will be here now and it's like <laughs> yeah, what a funny joke and i'm thinking about it like oh yeah sakura miko debuted like four years ago yeah Kazuna I was actually doing like, shit. Like and 2016 I, or something. Yeah, like, I remember those little clips, because it's like, oh, wow, they made the anime girl say fuck. And it's like, I was a stupid college kid. I didn't know that they were actually, like, performing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping this continues to be good, because I'm enjoying it. I, I yes. was really glad, because I really was worried it was going to be like, bad jokes about isekai but i i really do think that it has the right head on its shoulders as it were mm-hmm. uh with regards to it i think i think there really is something to be said about how insane isekai is and more works in the genre uh, not even just the genre just the works in the medium uh mm-hmm. really need to talk about that because uh, you shouldn't just make an entire, uh, your entire, like, main genre in your medium uh, wish fulfillment about dying and going to a better world. <laughs> That's just mm-hmm. insane. That's just insane. My man um, was living through hell because a girl was mean to him and he couldn't play Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. That's your fucking isekai world. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it, gamers. Yeah, are you kidding me? I can't even be on my phone unless it's another world where I'm trapped with my smartphone. <laughs> he doesn't even <laughs> use it then. <laughs> What's the fucking point? 
Oh, well, you see, if those were all those hot women, you wouldn't need to use a phone. I don't care. Yeah. I want to watch YouTube. I want to watch I am, I am fucking <laughs> dreading whenever that fucking second season comes out and every week John's in here like, yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, everybody. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, um... In lighter news. Well, I don't know, later. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. LV, LV, LV. Yeah. Um, what has been going on in your world? Let's see. I, 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 I did want to hear about Prima Doll, because I was asking you a little bit about it before. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, so if you want to get into it. This is from Key? Yeah, it's uh, another Key original anime. Oh, Tide Widow multimedia project. Th- yeah, situation but- where, you know, they've been, again can't repeat it enough yeah they're known for their romance visual novels like canon clonade but then they have done anime original stuff tied with like a bigger multimedia thing like angel beats uh little busters etc um and this is another one of those um and the story setting revolve you know it's, it takes place in i think some sort of alternate world alternate historical setting um it feels like it's in a fictionalized Japan right now, just based on, like, some of the visual aesthetics being used. I could be completely uh-huh. off base, but um, it does not seem like we're in some sort of fictional, like, Western pseudo-Europe country, like, Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, essentially, this is a world where... Um, Automatons, aka robots, you know, constructs, artificial constructs, humanoid constructs were used in some sort of war. Um, and Prima Doll takes place, like, you know, in the aftermath of that war, you know, not that long after it. There's still, like, skirmishes happening here and there, a lot of unfinished business still. But from my understanding, war is generally done, but there's still, like, uh, remnants of, yeah, like I said, uh, remnants of like stuff smaller battles happening and occupation sadly going on and like to an extent like you know soldiers are present etc um but what has what has happened as a result is that now a lot of these robots are like out of commission and now they're like what do we do with them um <laughs> and we focus on like a group of them where they're basically at like a like they're basically under someone who's like rehabilitating them like they're like it's like a little refuge place and hate safe haven for them to kind of recover and be repaired and, and whatnot um one of the main uh robot girls oh and for clarification um i forgot to elaborate but for some reason all of them are like all of them, well, not all of them, but most of them have the appearance of, like, this pretty young woman or girl. Um, but, you know, there's, like, another tier of them that they're ju- they just look like robots. Like, they're faceless. They remind me a lot of, like, the little guys in Nier, for instance. They look like that. Uh-huh. But then, for the most part, our main focus is on the humanoids that look like young women, young girls. Um, and um, our, our main focus, the main one... Um, the main automaton, and she's this pink-haired young young girl. Um, she doesn't really know what her purpose was. So there's an interesting thing that's explored here, where like 
a lot of these robots were, again, they're basically war veterans. They, they basically have that background. Um, but meanwhile, she on her hand doesn't really seem to remember or she's a little listless in terms of like, why was she made? Um, but all she knows is that she can sing. And she believes singing is a way to, like, uplift people's spirits and bring happiness. And, you know, she does it, like, spontaneously as a way to communicate with people. And that's, like, a current thing throughout these stories where she sings to, yeah, just to alleviate the mood or, you know, be part of something. Um, and, you know, through her being kind of, like, the center, she, she, you know, she meets other robots like her. All different stories of, like, oh, wow, this one... Um, this one, for instance, is like she's slowly losing her memories. She's just going to be turned off. And that's that. And like if she ever gets reset again, she's not going to remember like her original consciousness or her original personality and stuff like that. She's basically dying. Another situation, another storyline involved her like um, running into a robot that had like a deep connection with her master, basically her owner. Um, and trying to go through like the you know try trying to understand like you know what was going on with that dynamic because again this character is a, is literally like a child she's very she's looking at the world through like a naive lens whereas all these other robots are like fucked up and like just met you know like just really going through it um and yeah again like she we're she's seen the world through the lens of a child trying to understand like this world that has been impacted by war and seeing other creations like her and how they view the world much differently, you know, you know, kind of like she, you know, there's another character who basically looks like her, looks like a child as well, and perhaps thinks like a child as well, but she was actually used for war, and she has a more cynical view of the world, and yeah, and it's, yeah, it's very episodic, and like how there's like a little different story per episode, where, you know, we joked about Violet Evergarden, you know, totally, it feels very much like Violet Evergarden that way, or, you know, it's like, this is like a mm. post-war world, and, like, we're seeing kind of, like, even though that's not the main focus, but we're kind of seeing, like, these different elements that are impacted by what war causes, and, like, you know, obviously very anti-war in that regard, and what it does to people, um, and, but in this case, robots, <laughs> like, if robots have a human consciousness, right, um, or, hu like, very human-like emotions and feelings, uh, you know, right, with Violet Evergarden, we did make the joke about, like, is this, you know, like, the monster of the week, it, here's here's the mental illness of the week, uh, and, and in this case, it's, yeah. it feels very specifically like, here's the very specific war PTSD symptom of the week, you know, like, it's uh -huh. just like, oh, no, um, but in, not in a way, again, like, similar to that, you know, we joke about it, but, like, I think it's kind of handled well right now, you know, it's pretty straightforward and like, oh, okay. But right, again, it's rehashing the same message, like, war is bad, you know, this is what, this is what that, you know, this is what this trauma brings to people, etc. But again, it's kind of like a very interesting thing where it's not um, looking at the human experience of it. So ultimately, I'm, I'm curious as to where it will go beyond, like, you know, like, oh, you know, the questions of, like, um, what is that blurring between like a human and then an artificial intelligence or a mechanical intelligence, I guess more accurately, because they don't really say those words, right? They don't say artificial intelligence in this world. They, they call them like the more old fashioned way of saying like what a robot is, which is an automaton, you know, it, it's mm. a mechanical thing. Um, you know, is like the, this is called dolls. Do they say dolls? Cause I know a lot of old stuff like ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do here. Yeah, lot, they yeah. do. Um, they, yeah, they do call them dolls, actually. That is, like, what they specifically use in the world. Um, and, um, but yeah, I'm just, like, I, I 
I'm curious as to like where we'll go beyond that because again, it's like it's interesting how like oh here we're exploring this very human experience of like how war negatively impacts people through people that are not necessarily human, but then right that blurring between what that means. Um, and just being a multimedia project, I was surprised that it doesn't, you know, you know, as again, just desonant and weird that would be. But music is a huge part of the series, as with many other keywords. Music is a huge, huge element, whether or not it's like done diegetically, at the very least, like a theme song is such is like a very distinctive thing between each game and work that Key has done or been involved with. And in this case, yeah, the main character, again, singing is her like main feature, her main talent. And and part of like these group of robots being together, you know, working together and living together and just kind of, yeah, like living in a commune together. Um, they do go around and like sing like on the side. And it's like a kind of a thing where they're trying to also not even also being rehabilitated themselves, like their actual vessels being fixed and maintained, but also rehabilitating their image where there is this kind of stigma of like, oh, my gosh, you know you know, like, walking around in public and people being fascinated but also kind of scared of them walking around. Like, oh, those are the dolls. Those are the war machines. You know, be careful. Um, so there's that whole, like, dynamic going on as well. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it is... Yeah, I, I'm really... I was surprised by how well I was into it. But, yeah, as I was saying, like, I was surprised that it's not tied with some music thing. Uh, it turns out, yeah, it's like, you know, Rosen, you, you found out. It's like, oh, it's actually tied with, like, a figure release, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting, <laughs> which I don't think I've seen before. It's not necessarily tied either with, like, oh, a, a, a gotcha game or, you know, yeah, like, a it's, music it's more like gotcha a precure game. thing, honestly, almost, right. in that regard. Like, yeah. this is a merchandising uh, Yeah, series. absolutely. Um, you're right. Yeah, it's it's like oh, it's just jumping straight to the product and less of like an interactive medium. But yeah, so far it's like, I'm yeah. Again, I'm like kind of into it. I, I I dig the atmosphere. It's putting me in again. Like it's it's really another like wait and see thing. Like before it potentially goes bad, but I don't sense anything that will go bad with. Um, right. We were joking how like. You know, June Maeda is not part of this project, which again, which which is a, a person who sadly I think <laughs> kind of has fallen in graces in terms of being like yeah. revered. Like, oh, he was you know, like again, if you look at past keywords, he was heavily involved in like a lot of their most successful stuff. And you know, when people saw his writing credit, they're like, oh wow, okay, this will be it. But then in time, even with things like Angel Beats, Charlotte, um, his his stuff has not been his his involvement with stuff has not been as revered. And then for me, like I complain about this but the day I became god was really bad and there was that whole thing where like he just didn't even show up to their like big big um closure you know big party you know like at the end of the series to cap it off so um but otherwise he has he has developed music for the series and it's fine like no for sure I do recognize he is a good musician and composer uh but no yeah uh, his writing can be (laughs) uh uh, mixed uh <laughs> that's like yeah. he was not involved with this so i actually don't know who specifically it might be a lot of new heads a lot maybe a lot of new folks that never really have had prior experience with key which tends to be what happens with studios that have like that longevity they just kind of keep using the same people for a while um but no, yeah it's it's definitely um something i'm sticking around with and not um not dropping hastily, which I ended up doing with, with a bunch of stuff, uh, <laughs> and decided to uh-huh. take care of myself and be like, I don't need to keep watching this, right? Um, <laughs> and spend my time on maybe something like this, which is a better alternative. 
Well, it's like, I'm glad that you're practicing a little self care because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is uh, crucial in the anime field. Because <laughs> uh, you can. Well, speaking of a lack of that, hey, uh, I I know that we have some highlighted ones here, Maverick, but uh, I'm really sorry that you're still watching the Cuck Show. We can talk about something else. No, um, I'll I'll just. They got what the is there to they... say? What is there to say? Yeah, that's it. I'm just. Take care of yourself, okay? I guess the girl found out that the girl's related to the girl and that somehow <laughs> impacts all their relationships with the guy. That changes everything. It's really everything. fucking annoying that the little sister is now presented as a fucking main, like, romantic interest. Oh, yeah, like, as a oh genuine no. rival like, or no, whatever. She got upgraded? It's like, oh, which one of these three? Which one of these three? How, wait, how many how many episodes is this, is this a season two already? This what is, is going on? Yeah, second core. Whoa, how did that happen? Like fucking the last episode, <laughs> I actually remember it? any dialogue of was like him talking to his dad, and he's like, you know, if you ever feel confused, you just gotta think about the girl that you want to do everything for, and it's like all three, and it's like um, ah, oh, jeez, and it's like God's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding uh. me? We- Fucking bullshit. Um, it is bullshit. Um, also, I, real I, quick, I, um, yeah. my sister is my new stepmom's ex or whatever. Don't care for it. Literally watched half of it, and I stopped because it's seeing people trying to say like, "Oh, it's like it's trying to be Kaguya-sama," and it's like, "What are you?" fucking you're making me use word you're making me want to use words i haven't used since middle school and that is bad it's bad you're making me regress this way oh because of no. how nearsighted you're being about uh-huh. comparing things to like other media because your media literacy is fucking in the ground that's what happens that's what happens when all you watch is fucking Crunchyroll's advertising feed <laughs> When all you watch is goddamn trapped in another world with my smartphone. <laughs> watch out for season two. Is it when you still haven't figured out if it's wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon or not? You're right. We don't know. We don't have to answer. That's why they have to keep watching. I, um, I think a bunch of people have like, um, I don't know if it was in your group, but in this our group here talking, uh, Call of the Night, which sounds like it has an interesting boy girl dynamic. On the other hand, yeah. Can, can you? Yeah. Can you go into that? Like, what is? What's up Please, with that? I will. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like something this you have is... positive reception for, which is which yeah, is I'm curious this, about. Y- you were saying this is by the uh, was it Dagashi Kashi person? Yeah, the is same author the as Dagashi Kashi. Yeah. So imagine like a song came out, just a song you know by whoever. Y- you listen to it and you're like, yeah, this has a good feel to it. You know, I'm feeling a little bit inspired. What if I just started writing, you know, extrapolating a little bit on this song? And you write, you go ahead, you get a few chapters out. Hey, looks like you got something that's really picking up steam. Oh, we're going to do an adaptation of it uh, for an anime. You know, easy 12 episodes. When we're thinking about the uh, soundtrack, the opening and ending, you know, who who would you want it? Like, what would be the best way to consult on this? And ultimately, you choose the people who made that song that inspired you in the first place 
And you also just include that song as the ending. That's what we have here, which I just find really funny in that it was inspired by a song called, like, Call of the Night or, like, Night Lullaby or whatever, by a rap pop duo called Creepy Nuts. The Gashikashi guy is writing, like, several chapters of this, and then, as far as I can tell, Creepy Nuts is now, like, actually soundtracking the uh, show, and they also just made the opening and the ending, which... It's a fun little cycle. I like... Yeah, you, honestly, you love cycle. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also what gets it very close to, I think, a lot of people getting, like, a fully Cooley vibe. Not out of, like, the intensity of everything. If anything, Call of the Night is very... Uh, the inverse of fully Cooley. So... With the actual events of the story, you have this kid, uh, Yamori Ko, you know, fine, regular, regular kid, just that uh, after a while, you know, he's trying to go through school, he's like at the tail end of middle school, someone gives him a love letter, and he doesn't really know how to like respond, because he's never been good at that, so he's like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't really, you know think about relationships everyone's giving him a hard time because it's like wow what's what's going on why are you so cold and he's just kind of like you know what i'm done i don't school uh, i'm not about that right now so he's just a shut-in because you know he's living by himself in the middle of the city which i assume is a thing I, I, i am aware that it is a thing that people can go through i believe but have never really picked out the details of it. But basically, staying at his place and starts to try and sneak out at night just to, you know, figure out, like, if I've got all this time in the world now, let me, you know, stay up late. Let me try and go up. Because I also have trouble sleeping. And in one of these, like, walks around the town, he ends up meeting up with this girl named uh, Nazuna Nanakusa. Fully coolie references, am I right? Fucking <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. Eventually, just talking to her, uh, he finds out like, oh, you're a vampire, and she drinks his blood one night because apparently he has good blood. Uh- <laughs> oh, of course. Hey, you sometimes, yeah. sometimes you find a guy blood. who gives good blood. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's-, it's there. But he's like, wait, why am I not a vampire? And she's like, eh, you know, it's kind of like, it. there's rules to it, but <clears throat> since, you know, for pleasure and for the species, it can get complicated. But basically, if someone's going to turn into a vampire by my hand, they got to fall in love with me. So he's like, shit, not being a vampire sounds cool. All right, I'll try it. And now the rest of the show is basically, you know, Oh, I I will simply fall in love. Me, the kid that does not understand the way relationships work. Mm -hmm. And and it's a very metered out exploration, I think, of just not, you know, Yamore trying to fulfill this goal after, like, a lot of just what feels like aimlessness and uncertainty since, you know, that cusp of middle school to high school in Japan high school is that last stretch of youth before go to college, find your work, work indefinitely, 
start a family and whatnot. But here, you know, being given the chance to be like, hey, I want to do something that's not that, and let me see what I can do about it. Uh, I think it's a very interesting message to portray in something like this, and I think there's definitely just a lot of space that it gives the concept. Eventually, he meets up with one of his, like, <clears throat> old schoolmates, uh, Akira Asai, who is just getting up early because she's, you know, always there at school, doing what she can, doing, like, everything that she's able to. And eventually, she just gets uh, caught up with Yamori and Nazuna just out of, like, circumstance. Like, I'm waking up early enough. What if I try, like, staying up late enough? And through there, it's just like a reminder of, like, hey, dude, like, I know that you, you feel lonely. I know that, like, it's been rough. You got somebody else out there if you ever want to talk or anything. I, I think it has a very comfortable vibe. It's very cozy in a way. And it also, like, I don't know, like, it, it has fun with its horniness because it's by the Dagashi Kashi guy. Yeah, of course. There's no way around it. You, you look at the vampire, and it's like, alright, yeah. But then, you at least start watching more of it, and it's like, oh, this is fun. There's actual, like, depth to these characters. And part of it is like, okay. This is me. The person that, for multiple episodes of this podcast, has lamented and, like, uh, vehemently spewed acid at most of the romance strips that come up in the anime. Uh -huh. This is doing a better job of keeping me convinced in this idea that this 14-year-old is going to become immortal by falling in love with this being of an indefinite age. I can get very factual and like, oh, this sucks, like about it, but at the same time, I'm at least having a good enough time to be like, oh, you know, if it works out, there you go. Which is hard when everything that tries to lean into that is also just very really skeevy about it. Yeah, definitely. That's honestly kind of the main problem, I feel like, with most romance anime in general in recent times is they're either, like, super skeevy um, or alternatively the most chaste thing you've ever seen that it just feels unrealistic. I mean, let, let me go through it now. Kaguya-sama, literally the best romance because of how much of a slow burn it is, and also because it's just really realistic to the situation it presents. Yeah. And phenomenal. Uh, my love story. Really good because early on it just says, hey, we tease you enough with the will they won't they? Have 20-some episodes of just two freshmen learning how to like fall in love for the first time. Which is great and is beautiful. Toradora, a classic of the uh, trashier, I would say. <laughs> like, will they, won't they, love triangles. It has set oh. a precedent mm -hmm. in, in a lot of bad ways, yet it was the first. It, it's the first. <laughs> there's at least enough care in the characters to have, like, to make it compelling and to make people want to watch. It is a modern classic in that respect. Hell, shit, like Tenchi Muyo, that barely counts as a harem anime because it's only two of the women that really, like, go for him if you're looking outside of the OVAs. Mm -hmm. And 
it's more so just an exploration of like fun tropes and just like hanging out more or less like there are examples of good romance and there has to be otherwise the entirety of the genre would just fall apart like really early but recently it's been fighting tooth and nail to find stuff that actually feels compelling not just it's just like yeah just to find like anything that feels human mm-hmm. at all like i just, so many of the ones that i would watch with my old roommate it was just like this is like this isn't how human being like this is just feels like a weird you know the problem with a lot of uh, romance stuff in general is just this weird projection of like this is what i think girls are like is what happens a lot of the time in these there's definitely some where it's like this is what i think boys are like too but it's like, like uh, the joke would be oh this is somebody that only read visual novels or played dating sims but then you look at the legitimately good dating sims and no the yeah these still have character depth and an understanding of what the build up to a romance is like yeah i don't it's just like where is all this coming from so often yeah it's definitely like a weird um, like exaggeration of how maybe someone is perceiving what they wanted their teenage romance life to be. Also, like unfortunately, like probably deeply influenced by like fiction establishing certain tropes and exaggerating them. You know, I think a lot too about like again, American TV shows involving teenagers. A lot of them are very you know again not all of them, but similar situation. A lot of them are very <laughs> just over dramatized, sensationalist. You have something like fucking um, Euphoria, which yeah. is like, sure, those bad those things happen, but then these are writers in the room who are like adults who are just like, we just want drama, we just want people to see mm-hmm. the sex scandal. But in reality, most teenagers are not like that, and the t- it's not. I don't think it's teenagers watching Euphoria for the most part. Teenagers are watching Riverdale, which is no, a different I, situation. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's what I was gonna but, say. But, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a similar problem. It's a weird like lens of like I'm an adult now. I'm not gonna make my I'm gonna make this fantasy of what my teenager life I thought it would have been in a like insane cinema- cinematic, just weird yet yeah, way, right? Like I, I, not and probably not even like a self insert fulfillment yeah. fantasy, but like yeah, I don't know. It's just lying to teenagers who are watching. Is like that's not how it should be. That's not think- great. Like, the thing that really gets me a lot of the time is a lot of these works in general really feel less like... And the, the reason I think a lot about this is... is is I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but the, the one I watched that was like the dude went back in time or whatever mm-hmm. to make a video game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Remember? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the thing that really struck me about that is like how devoid their creative process was of any like genuine interest in things mm-hmm. like it wasn't like like so for example right i'm playing playing Tsukihime remake right now and that game is oozing with just in general the original Tsukihime especially as well like nasu being like i fucking love vampire hunter d and i want to make a thing that's like vampire hunter d because i think vampire hunter d is really cool mm-hmm. and it's like 
in that anime, that dude didn't have any games. Like, they didn't talk about anything. Like, when I say, like, the, the uncle anime is really good because they're talking about things, that's kind of why. Because it's, like, human experience in general, especially in the medium of creating art and stuff like that, is based around liking things, you know? Like, it's right. based around, like, liking concepts, ideas, these specific works that inspire you. And there's just so many people, I think, in general that are making things, and they're just, like, I want to make a thing, not I want to make this thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I want to make a thing. And that's how a lot of the romance stuff has felt. Like Rental Girlfriend, for example. Right. That dude, there's no way that dude knows anything actually about like the, what it's like to be a rental girlfriend or yeah, want to convey anything about that. Yeah. It's entirely based around him going like, I need to write a story. A What's something that's interesting? Yeah. Yeah. What would be a gimmick in the romance community? Like, right. there's no interest in actually, like, right, wanting to express these ideas behind the romance or the relationship between these characters. It's about just creating the story with a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. It, and it's just like, ugh. And to bring it back to Call of the Night, you know, it's the fact that I bring up that relation of interests where you listen to a song, oh, let me, like, base something out of yeah. it. And then go into it. Like, it also implies the art direction as well because a lot of this is based off of like you know if not the actual um experiences of the author himself like or the author themselves just like you know sneaking out at night and going off to do whatever it's at least trying to evoke this idea that like you know when you're out in your own neighborhood at like midnight 1am yeah shit just feels sleepy you're seeing you're either seeing like stuff popping off, I mean, this now coming from someone who's 25 in the middle of Brooklyn, like, yeah, you're, the fucking city that never sleeps really does, like, have a stakehold there. But, uh, in places like, you know, rural, like, suburban Japan, yeah, it's gonna be fucking lonely, and you're probably just gonna be, like, walking around seeing, like, the lights and whatever else is out there, but you're at least, like, giving that space there feels like such a uh lived experience of what it really feels like to just bum around when no one else is there and that's really been uh striking to see as well yeah it uh, even just in general you saying that it was based off of you know us are inspired by uh a song it's just like that's implying a degree of thought that is going in way more than I feel like a lot of things these days. Yeah, unfortunately. It's just... It's just really weird. I guess, I mean, it's byproduct of capitalism, right? It's just, in general, you have to... You see these things and then you think, like, oh, I want to do that. I want to make money like that, or whatever. And it happens. Yeah. But uh, good. I I'll probably check out Call of the Night because I watched Tadagashi Kashi uh, before, so I can I can take that writer's worst stuff. So, and again, it doesn't feel like it's like going to like any edgy level. It's yeah. just you know, hey, this is an experience to write about. So, gonna lean into it. Ultimately, it's again that. Inverse fully coolly versus oh I'm so horny I'm gonna like uh, grow up because of it. Here it's just like you know what does it mean to actually want to do stuff, even if it's something as simple as instead of going to school I'm gonna stay up late. 
Um, no, I can't. I can't make a transition there, John. I I did want to he- ask you about this. Um, mm-hmm. I have uh, also watched obviously a bit of Big O season two. I'm wondering what your take is on I it. I was gonna that. say stay up late, but I don't think that was on late, was it? I mean, it was on Maybe. like Adult Adult Swim, I guess. It was on Adult Swim. Okay, I didn't know if yes. it was tsunami like six p.m. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry, trying to contrive some bullshit. It doesn't matter okay. anymore. I mean, I, I have only watched like one or two episodes of it. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I mean, it's still more Big O. I don't know. I mean, I know that like some people say that the this uh, the rest of it isn't as good as the first half, but I don't know. So far, it's just been more. So, yeah. Um, I think my only problem with it was the robot design of, uh, like, I, th- I think I said this when we were uh, talking about the show proper, but this this focus on like the heads up displays extremely all of a sudden obviously because it's mm-hmm. a post ava world um sure and th- th- that part i was fine with because it just feels like more of the you know getting into the nitty-gritty of the robot but the the mm-hmm. robot that they fight in episode two i was just sort of like eh. like it has a cool sword but it, it, it has yeah. a lot it feels a lot less mechanical sure in a way I don't that's know. really weird to me. It, it really feels like you see Ava's influence all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah, sure. But I, I still think it's fun. Yeah, obviously. Um, I'll keep yeah. watching it. That's that's yeah. all I got. I'm I sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. I just figured I'd check in with you. It lets me okay. talk about another show that we've been watching that I'm watching season two of, which is Thunderbolt Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were talking about Thunderbolt Fantasy, I remember the thing we we we, we were all saying was like how. There's, a, there's this big reliance on CGI that slowly goes away over the course of the series to an extent. Um, that second season has barely any CGI and they do a ton of practical effects in a really funny way that uh, makes it really satisfying to watch. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Uh, like they are doing shit like lighting really tiny candles in front of the, <laughs> the puppets and oh, yes, yes. like they're having like little tiny bugs on leaves and they're like whipping up dust clouds instead of making CGI like blasts or whatever. They're like literally mm-hmm. creating little sandboxes and putting oh, the puppets awesome. in and making them blow around mm-hmm. or like you can see where they have like a flashlight over this dude to make him look purple. Like it yes. fucking rules. Uh, <laughs> love that and uh also in general i think thunderbolt fantasy season two some people have told me that again like big o it gets worse for a little bit or whatever Mm. uh but i have not felt that way um i think the problem with season one as much as i liked it i I liked it quite a bit was that it took a long time to like for you to like get who all the characters were um this time around like first three episodes they introduce everyone and then you're just watching it all unfold. And you kind of already knew, like, what the deal with Shobuhan and, uh, you know, the enigmatic Gale, yeah. et cetera. Like, you know what their deal is. So it's right. just like, they don't, they, they don't have to, like, do that. They can just have these guys fucking around and doing stuff. Uh, and I think it's really good. I think mm-hmm. I highly recommend watching it if you liked any of season one. Because it's, it's just more of it, but better. Um... It's basically entirely new characters besides uh, show and the enigmatic Gale. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's I could I would go so far as to say like you could probably just watch even just that if you wanted to, but I think season one's still pretty good. Um, 
there's this dude who like is i don't even know there's this dude who who his guitar turns into two swords and his guitar talks uh, <laughs> a word yeah and i really there's like this really good like just this bullshit where it's like oh yeah the dude the dude doesn't talk that much or whatever because he has like a cursed voice or whatever so he just lets his mean guitar say everything <laughs> which is fun but it's like there's like one of the first times he speaks in the series instead of letting the guitar sing is like he he's doing this like task with the enigmatic gale or whatever and then he just like pulls out his sword and he's about to hit him and he's like why are you hitting me we're friends and he's like you're like the most annoying guy i've ever known <laughs> he just says it like outright and i was just like god it's uh it's a lot of fun it's a it's a it feels even more like a chinese story uh like puppet show type mm-hmm. thing than the first season like it, it really has a flow to it a lot of like little bits of repetition and stuff like that uh that reminded me of three kingdoms in a lot of ways um yeah i think it's really good i'm really glad we finally watched that show because <laughs> i i think it's really fun they also just made that one fucking song they play all the time into the opening oh nice. natural uh, yeah. which is yeah. just feels like a, okay you guys know what's going on you, you get it yeah yeah uh, really fun. Also, the ending for that season is also a real, like, it's just, like, all of the dudes, like, doing poses and then, like, a watercolor picture of them <laughs> in a way that's, like, really... I, 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 what can you say but dudes rock? It's really dudes <laughs> rock. Hell yeah. That's uh, just a lot of fun. It's It's really low stakes, too. It's just, like, I don't have to think about, like, uh oh, is this going to go somewhere bad? Because the worst place it'll go is just an episode might have an underwhelming fight or something, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. like don't have to worry about Urobochi's other shit that he does. All the <laughs> ugh, ugh. Um, but yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, uh, my normally non-anime watching roommate watched fucking Psychopaths recently, and I was oh like, yeah. Who the fuck told you to watch Psychopaths? Psychopaths is, like, extremely the thing where it's, like, it's peak Urobuchi writing, where it's, like, oh, this is a cool idea. Oh, he's ruining it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's how my ex felt about Psychopaths. Because, like, they got into it all on their own when it was definitely at that time of, like, oh, watch all these anime. And they're, like, eh, I'll do this, though. And I think they mentioned by the end of it, uh, could have been better. The thing that I remember the most is, like, that I feel like season two was better, and he didn't... Okay, I might be completely wrong. I think he didn't write it. I think he didn't write season two. He did not write season two, and it was better. And this I'm man sure. is credited as a very successful writer? Uh, like I'm not trying to be smarmy about it. It's it's like because I've known yeah, multiple Urobuchi no. works, and it's like it's know. very strange. I don't know. It, people it's like Fate Zero, like, I think, right? Do, do people they? like it? It's the worst Fate thing, but people <laughs> like it. <laughs> Come on, man, Madoka. It's just like I, I liked Madoka. Homer, but Madoka character. wasn't even just him. Is the thing that's the thing with all of his stuff. Is it's like. 
all of his stuff that he's famous for is something he worked on with someone else, huh, and the other people me, made it better. Are you telling me Autour Theory might not be real? <laughs> oh. <laughs> are you telling me? Are you telling me that a soul entity? It's just like I think about like people like oh like like obviously I I did this when I was younger and and didn't know as much and didn't know how to look things up but like I was like for the longest time I was like oh I really like Madoka though but then it's like you look into like what Inukuri did for Madoka and it's like oh Inukuri actually wrote most of Madoka oh Inukuri's go like written all the post Madoka Madoka stuff like almost entirely alone like. This is, this is those two, and not Kenorobushi. Like, <laughs> he wrote what? Anyway, he did just. He was the only writer on Sayano Uda, I think, and that's probably like the only thing I can think of. And that, that has obviously tremendous uh, caveats to it, but it's like he's a nightmare man, <laughs> and I. It really is insane that he has. Because you really do look at his list. I'm looking at it right now. And it's like, what is the, like... What's the series here that elevates someone, you know? Like, to compare our tour theory stuff, like, with, like, fucking David Cage, right? It's like, a, you know people who, like, go crazy for Heavy Rain, at least, at the time. Like... <laughs> people and people will still say that is, like, a decent enough story. Mm-hmm. Which, sure... It's just like, what here is comparable? Like, Fate Zero, again, not even just him. <laughs> like, it's so weird. He made Bubble. He did make Bubble. Oh, I and forgot I, about yeah. Bubble. <laughs> and that doesn't seem... Uh, no, don't watch Bubble. You don't need to watch Bubble. The only thing that I respect Genorobuchi for is... The that I think like the PSP Madoka game did like something where they had like Sayaka get together with her her that boy or whatever from her arc in Madoka, and he got like really mad about it and he was like, "No, that guy sucks." That was supposed to be the message of it or whatever. So he wrote like this huge thing about like, "No, they will never be together. She is going to date Kyoko instead or whatever." And I'm like, "All right, this is like the most normal you've ever been." <laughs> nice. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what he that helped guy's that doing. With Ruby. He certainly did, and let me tell you, that anime is dire. I watched one episode of it. it is, oh. I was expecting it to be better, and I guess like the animation is better but it's mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into that more next time probably when I've watched more um, but yeah um, let's see here LV LV yeah um, do you want to tell me actually I need to get around to watching this uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting sure. what's the uh, what's the deal is this is this like uh, did you ever see Hina Matsuri is this like that at all or is it like Hina why is that similar I don't know if I've seen Hina okay. Matsuri Hina uh, Matsuri is about the um, if you haven't seen it you need to see you'll fucking love the main okay. girl sure, sure. Uh, it's about this Yakuza get this girl with in like a bubble just appears in his house or mm -hmm. whatever and then she has like telekinesis right and psychic powers and okay. stuff, and this Yakuza dude just raises her, basically. Oh, this art looks insane. Yeah. Uh, you I think would, I would love this, Elvi. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you well, will fucking from, love it. from what I'm getting tonally from this, I, it's not quite the same, no. No, I was No, absolutely not. not. Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> in fact, like, I was surprised by how, like, um, 
another thing I was surprised at, I was like, a surprise, like, me holding my breath for Prima Dolly. Like, oh, is this is gonna be weird. Like, oh, no, it's actually sincere in what it's maybe trying to do. Same with this. Uh, it's actually pretty mundane and, like, in a good way, not like a, like, so yeah, it, long story short, um, this guy is assigned to watch the, you know, the daughter of, like, his his gang groups, like, his his family, Yakuza family's boss, their, their specific clan and gang. Uh, I, I mean, whoa, whoa, not the boss's daughter. I'm sorry, my words just mixed up in a weird salad there. Um, yeah, he's assigned to watch uh, his boss's daughter, you know, and alongside the way, you know, some other members get involved, but he's the one who's primarily involved with watching his daughter due to some recent personal circumstances that happen mm-hmm. where, like, the boss is getting busier, and then we find out, like, oh, there's something else going on here, where... You know, the the mom is MIA for some reason. And, like, the aunt has been also helping out watching her and, and kind of raising her. Um, and, yeah, it very much is, like, again, like, the premise of, like, here's someone who's not a father and, and trying to kind of understand how to be a parent and, like, softening up a little with, like, this contrast to their very scary personality when they're doing, you know, their main job, a.k.a. beating the shit out of people and probably killing people, too, and doing something that's not that great, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to, you know. Um, and him realizing and warming up to this girl and being like, oh, I need to be there for her, et cetera, and all that. And, you know, utter shenanigans. And it's interesting, like, it doesn't, it, it really goes back and forth where it doesn't really at all, like, linger a lot on, like, you know, like, what typical Yakuza fiction does and, like, focusing on that main aspect. Like, here and there, we see him get into a fight. And here and there, you know, we, we see kind of, like, what goes on with that. But whenever it does do that, it kind of leans it into a more comedic angle. Um, and it really does focus more on kind of, like, the slice-of-life aspects of when he you know, is spending time with this girl and, you know, moments of clarity over her perspective and, like, her her own awareness as to what the situation is. You know, she is aware of kind of, like, what her father does and the, the, all the stuff going around her to an extent. She is aware as to... She's mildly aware about, like, what happened to her mother and... We kind of, you know, we learn alongside with her more details about that. And she kind of gets a more mature understanding of, like, what the situation is there, with there. Um, it's it's definitely more like um, a feel-good series as opposed to something that's, like, constantly, like, high-octane, you know, with, you know, like, you know, constant action and, like, you know, you know... It, in a way, I don't think there's, like, that much of an issue of whiplash when it kind of, right, jumps between those two sidelines of, like, oh, here's now this part of the episode where it's just focusing on parenting and, like, this girl learning to um, adapt. This girl learning to accept the fact that she is different from her classmates and her friends for some reason and realizing that, unfortunately, in a very sad way. Um, and then this guy coming to terms with, like, his own morality and as to why he's doing what he's doing. Um, there's an episode where they run into a former member of their Yakuza group, for instance. And we learned that this this guy used to work with our main character um, a, a lot. And he himself was kind of, this kind of acted the same way he was, like very feral, very like just angry all the time. And just very, pro- just known, just known, just known for having his reputation of like, oh, don't cross with that guy. He's going to mess you up, right? Um, but he actually left a couple years ago, um, you know, with much shame yet, yet on good terms still, but it's still like, there's still that tension 
um, that they acknowledge over like he chose to leave because he himself had a child with a woman and he wanted he doesn't want to like destroy that um, and he wants that he wants his new family to be safe and they do run into him and we see that child who again is like about the same age as the boss's daughter um, but we see stuff like that it, it, it really is mostly it really is kind of like a grounded drama in that way. It's not, it's not, I, I feel like right now, yeah, it doesn't, the Yakuza stuff is kind of like the, the foundation that leads into like all the conflict and kind of the inner turmoil, the main character is feeling as with the little girl who is also, you know, the secondary main character. Um, but that said, it really is like kind of like another parental drama series and mm. yeah, another series I've seen this year that involves like, an unconventional childhood, unconventional household, and like, oh no, here's the consequences of why this kid is not in a normal household, <laughs> and this is what happens. I don't, there's been a lot of those this year for some reason that I've all seen, and we're all, like, I personally thought was good. There was, yeah, Kotaro-kun, uh, Deomon, <laughs> and then now this one <laughs> um, in a row, uh, but yeah, that's what it is so far. Um, yeah, and, and again, unfortunately, we have to keep thinking about this. Like, I don't think this is going to go the weird unfortunate usagi drop correct the direction you know we have to unfortunately keep thinking about this every time there's another uh -huh. parent i don't see that happening at all in Damon. i don't think it, it not at all like with the way Damon ended which i you know I, I don't know if it was brought up but like i don't see that at all like it ended on like an open-ended note because it's an ongoing series i don't see that happening here and right now i don't see that happening in um yeah uh, you know the yakuza's guide to babysitting um the most recent episode is really weird. It felt like a shit posting episode. Um, you know, you have the series, you know, this, like, like I said, the series like has just basically, it's just basically like a lot of tender moments of this guy kind of reconcile, like, oh, I'm not a good person yet. I'm learning to like cherish this kid. Right. Um, the, the most recent episode was like their boss wanted them to make a YouTube channel because the Yakuza have like a bad reputation and we want to uplift it for like, like in the public eye. So they make them like stream wearing mask and then it goes into this insane thing where they become famous like they become a famous faceless like yakuza singing group or something insane and then it ends on this dramatic moment of like the main character again the guy like going like oh no i've gone too far i never wanted this and he starts crying and i'm like what is this it's like it was kind of funny but it went it was a really weird direction and then it turns out like it was all a dream he's actually just back at home still watching and babysitting the girl it was very weird very weird and like did not match totally to everything else in the series thus far um but yeah when it goes to comedy it gets really unhinged so uh that kind of is like some of the weaker points but other than that yeah i i think it's just another like kind of feel-good series it, 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 it like it I don't know, like, yeah, it does have notes of, like, the Yakuza games, too. Like, in that regard, like, you know, just the human aspects to, to behind these people and all that. But, yeah. Yeah, I only watched uh, episode one recently, but mm -hmm. I did appreciate when there's a gag of, like, you know, someone being like, man, what did you do to piss her off? Did you, like, sneak in right. or changing? The immediate response is, whoops, I just accidentally dropped my green tea on you. Because yeah. why uh -oh. the fuck would you, like, make that a... Wh why would you bring that up in any way? Like, like that is a good tempering of, like, okay, cool. We're at least immediately probing ourselves to not... You know, again, get away from the Usagi drop zone. Stay more <laughs> in, like, the sweetness and lightning uh -huh. zone. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, that's another <laughs> series that I think is a good 
reference point for what this feels like so far. Um, yeah, and again, she feels like a child, um, the, the big girl. Um, she feels like a child. She acts like a child. She, you know, she does very much the thing where she does not know, like, how to express things the way adults do. So she's quiet a lot. She, the way she describes or perceives the world is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, that and the fact that, like, you know, w- when you basically live in your dad's space of employment, mm-hmm. like, everyone else is very cordial and formal because that right. is what everything looks like. So right. it makes sense that she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know how my dad's going to feel. I don't know these things because literally my other example is just people, like, being so poker face about everything because mm-hmm. that's just how business works it, it makes sense that like those moments of emotional growth have to be a bit more deliberate right the whole dynamic of like oh no we don't want to like do any you know we, we don't want to like st- overstep our bound she's the boss's daughter you know and they treat her like royalty when in reality you know this whole time she's never really had a human someone just talk to her like a normal child or like treat her in a very casual way you know, and we see, you know, and when you learn about, like, what the deal is with her mom being missing, like, when they explain that, like, it, 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 it I think it shows so much where, like, she um, kind of has imposed these huge expectations on herself that no one really asked for because of an environment like that. Um, and I appreciate so far, too, where there's, there hasn't been any kind of, you know, and maybe it's going to be something that inevitably will happen because, again, of this nature of, it, like, oh, yeah, she's a daughter in, like, a gang family, right? Um where she has not been in any sort of danger, I appreciate that. That's not being, like, a, a recurring formulaic thing. Like, oh, yeah, she's, she's like, uh-oh, she's getting kidnapped. Like, oh, no, she's... Thank God that's just not happening often, you know? I It's it's not only some, it's not only something that would be, like, annoying to deal with, but also it's just something I don't think the series needs for the sake of that. And I appreciate, you know, like, just because just of what we have to work with. And I appreciate it really is you know, the conflict that is being explored is really just the internal one, you know? It's not just because, like, oh, just because they're, like, Yakuza, we don't need to just resort to, like, the obvious choices of, like, well, we gotta protect the boss's daughter, you know, kidnapping plot, you know? Um, so, yeah. I I definitely think you should check out Hinamatsu. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm noting this now, yeah. <laughs> I, man... Man, <laughs> when you see the bartender girl, okay, you will you'll lose your mind. You will lose, <laughs> you will lose your mind. That series is insane. Uh-huh. That series is just—it's really good. I, 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 I always forget about it, and then I remember it, and, it's just <laughs> and like, then you just—you just laugh at it. Uh, it's like such a fucking insane series. <laughs> well, you'll see what I mean. Like, it's I, not I, even yeah. in the ways you'll think. It's like, promising. I'm serious. Once you see like what is going on with all these other girls, it is like depraved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. It's really fun. Um, oh, good lord. Um, but no, I. I I will, I'll check that out if it's going into a more serious show than what I had expected. Um, it'll be good to uh, measure my expectations, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, that's good to know. Uh, we can talk about this, Maverick. Uh, Futo P.I. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Common Rider double anime, for those who don't know. Um, my immediate impressions was... It's insane 
how horny this woman is that they've put in to here compared to like you know standard common rider fair stuff it's fucking nuts it's like really crazy they have this this woman's breasts are bobbling pretty much every frame that she's in uh (laughs) and it's like really i have a question quickly is this is so this is like a sequel in a way or is it like a a tie-in it's it's a sequel right i think it's a it's a it's an official it's an official manga okay sequel is it targeting the same demographic he, theoretically okay. yes right it's made a, by a the same writer okay yeah there's this, there's this anime woman and she's they're calling the her the witch anime or whatever woman, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she has like pink hair or whatever this is very strange because double is perhaps one of the gayest common writers but uh <laughs> no uh I, i'm curious what, what what are your thoughts on this i thought it was like pretty okay i thought it was pretty all right so far yeah, uh, it's fine. Definitely stoked the I love double section of my brain. Uh, it's good to see everyone again. When when I heard like, oh yeah, oh man, her now that she's married, I'm just like, what the fuck? What is that? Yeah, she got married in the movies. They did a little uh, like V cinemas or whatever back then, uh, mm. and she got married to Excel then. All right. Yeah. They, they were kind of setting it up near the end of Double, yeah. a little bit, but they really went into it in the movies. Crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like that Philip has green hair in this. I think that's a really inspired choice to go with. I mean, like, if you're going to have your anime stand out in a way, like, it makes sense. But uh, um, no, it's good. Yeah. The use of CG actually isn't too glaring. No, yeah, the, it looked totally fine when they were doing the driving uh, sequences and everything. In a way, that surprised me because I feel like that is where CG is used the most and generally the worst in my experience. Mm-hmm. You have like, I mean, I always joke about the horses, but cars especially. Oh um, yeah, that you have a fucking like vehicle usage in a common Rider series, animated common Rider series, and it actually doesn't look too bad. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I even I even thought the weird like POV shot they did of Philip walking around or whatever. Um or it's like first person going through the office. Like that was also CG and that didn't look too bad either, honestly. I was uh fairly impressed considering you know, obviously a lot of the CG in common Rider proper is uh very hit or miss. You're never gonna. You never ask me to think about good CG in Common Writer. Shut the yeah. fuck up about that. Exactly. This isn't what we yeah. watch Common Writer for. No, 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 no. Uh, but it is surprising to see, and it, I, I am hoping, I need to see more of the series uh, to make a full judgment on it. Obviously, I think like the transition to this medium versus live action with practical effects and stuff like that is definitely. F- you, there's a loss being felt. <laughs> Um, but also like they're never going to make more live action double ever again. Right. Like realistically, nah, Um, not unless it's like for some sort of continuation or they just do a crossover thing or something. That's it. Like, like the fact that O's is getting like three movies is like out of the norm only because the dude who plays Ankh is like in every common writer series or whatever. Right. 
So it's just like, yeah, that's this dude's around, so we can just make O's stuff. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like the double guys are gone. I mean, they're not even voicing themselves here. No, which is so it's weird hearing uh, Shotaro with like a like heavier voice. Yeah. I think Philip has a pretty good like. It's pretty voice. on model, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And then, God, the voice for again, like the assistant is weird, not for like a one-to-oneness, but just for like presentation, because like Common Rider is very again children-centric live action. Even if it's presenting action or drama, it's still comedic in a way. Yeah. So, especially her is like the common relief, uh, comedic relief a lot of times. It's just like, what are you doing here? Like, very exaggerated. Versus here, it's kind of like... It's a different form of exaggeration, which I never, you know, took to consideration until... Oh, now you're going to, like, make something, like, different. Or to translate it into a different medium means you are going to have a lot of, like, differences. Mm -hmm. Apparently, also, since this is an adaptation of the manga, I think... Apparently that lady's supposed to be, like, Shodoro's fucking love interest or whatever, and that's, like... Yeah, that's insane to me. Beard of the year. <laughs> Beard of, Again, I cannot, like, Very, emphasize. yeah. You, the first thing you see of this lady is just tits are bouncing. By the end of the first <laughs> episode, you're like, oh, we knew that you'd be here bathing. At Naked in the park, fountain. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, calm down. But no, none of this was there. Yeah, like, like you wrote a series about two guys fusing into a dude. Like I, I'm sorry, but you, you, to be you know, yeah. Like just, just lean into it. You know, like it's just like like fucking O's has like the tragedy, homosexual angle going on in that most recent movie they made for it. That it's like, well, they are aware of it. What is this weird like? What, what's that po- guy? Retroactive that, posturing. Who is this guy who's afraid to let his characters be hard-boiled going on about? Yeah, really? If we, sh- uh. if we push boobs on the kids enough, they will not turn gay. That's, yeah, that's they won't. The, they won't yeah. <laughs> that's what's going right, on here. Yeah. You, won't, you won't end up like Philip. No. Yeah. <laughs> Unless those uh. boobs are attached to somebody who uses he, him pronouns. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Toward oh, it no. again. <laughs> Damn. Happy National Boobs Day. <laughs> um, uh, this this is a good time to also say, like, uh, we, were joke- we were talking about it last time when we were talking about Dawn Brothers, but Common Rider Geats was properly announced uh, starting in September. Um, I don't. Did you look into, like, what this series is about at all, Maverick? Uh, I did a little bit of digging. It is another Battle Royale uh, writer series. So if you've yeah. seen Ryuki... Um, trying to think about which other ones have been around. Uh, Blade, to an extent. Gaim. Agito? I don't know. Agito no, 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 was I think more... that's true. Agito's weird. Yeah, I'm different. Um, three stories intermingling with, like, yeah. an enemy versus... Multiple they, they writers like... there, yes, but it's not like they're actively... Fighting each other, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where uh, this is, like, they literally in the press release, they're like, it's just, like, Apex Legends or PUBG. Yeah, in case kids ever forgot, you know, the Battle Royale. 
Uh, it's Remember that movie, the... Battle Royale? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? They had uh, microtransaction loot boxes in PUBG for it. Like, two years ago. It was like, wow, cool. Um, this one's being written by uh, the uh, the uh, X-Aid and Zero One guy. And I know people like Zero One, so... That yeah. sounds promising. And I know people yes. really loved X-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Gamer, like I said. Uh, what's not Gamer. to love? Um, no, but I, I, the suit's got like a cool Kitsune design and stuff. It, it seems fun. He has a gun, which I was shocked by after, you know, we made the joke about the Shinzo Abe stuff earlier, but like really like, it's, I'm, I'm impressed at the lack of, Japan is very much a country where they like to pretend things don't exist. When, I mean, I would simply just accept the fact that, hey, me putting this in my media doesn't... Doesn't affect, yeah. yeah. I, I would just be able to say, oh, right, it involves, you know, having conversations with kids about what goes on. I would love that, but then I think about, like, Karano Kyokai's evil weed, and it's just like, that is just how Japan's going to be about it, generally speaking. I mean, hey, you know, ways... I saw a part of the preview video where he does a neat trick where he's spinning the gun under his hand. Yeah. That rocks. I think there's also, It looks like, really cool. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a lot of, like, different animal themes. There's a silhouette of one writer that might be just, like, a panda. Yeah, I saw one with, like, tusks or something, or, like, cow horns or something. It seemed cool. I, I'm all for... I've been watching Ryuki recently, so I'm interested in... I, I'm, all, I'm all for a modern take on that format, almost. Because uh, Ryuki is very of its era, even if it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Ryuki, like... I, I wouldn't need to get back into Ryuki, but it's definitely, you know, early 2000s, and... Oh, extremely. As... Fantastic as it is lauded and people will praise it as one of the best series. Again, that age definitely shows. So to update that to, you know, a more current sensibility, that's not a bad call. Yeah, especially since I feel like the last ten years or so of Common Rider series in general have been very, very, very good. Uh broadly speaking, ignoring a ghost or so couple other weird ones but like you know build uh, zero one x-aid right uh yeah um but yeah uh, let me see here john is there anything you have to say about the maid show that you did not watch anymore because it's one of those yeah i guess i'll just briefly talk about this uh i, I... I thought the maid was really pretty, and I was like, <laughs> I want to see what's going on with this, because the maid is pretty. You're right. And, Here's the thing, you're uh, right. I know I'm right, but <laughs> what I'm also right about is that uh, it's really boring, and it's also Shotokan bait, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I've, it really feels like, like, I don't know if this is the case with this one, because this is by the Jahi person, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that what you yes. said? Like, yes. Yeah. So it's just like... 
at a certain point, it feels like the series just gets made based off of what should have just been like, hey, here's my Twitter doodle for the day. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like a 24-minute episode. Right. I feel horny for this <laughs> yeah. made today. Yeah. But you decided to make a whole series. <laughs> Some good fan art. Fan art. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just like it's all a psyop to get more art of their OC in the end. Mm-hmm. Good, good, uh, good work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, these days, even if you are just making something to post on Twitter, it gets turned into an anime anyway. Like they made that fucking like Doki Chan anime and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like th- that so many stalking into- fetish ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. tights, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, was sadly boarded do- one. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna do it anyway, so I guess they're kind of just like doing it a little bit out of order here. So whatever. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get through the first half of the episode because the entire every single bit is just wow. This lady is mysterious because she's doing something a little weird. You know, she's like reading a book to herself in this um, library, like she's muttering to herself. Isn't that crazy? And then she's like, actually, I was reading about housekeeping because I want to treat you better. And then the the little boy is like. <gasps> Oh my goodness, she's so mysterious, but also so pretty, and, and you know, I got a little crush on her. And it's like, alright, now what? And then there's nothing after that. It's just the same oh, thing again, no, and I'm like, no. alright, we're good. I'm going home. I <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I, w- I will be going uh, elsewhere. I will not be spending spending my time with you. Mm-hmm. I must away now. Yes, so long. I'll feed his end. I, I wish there was... I want to be there. I want to be at the meetings where this anime gets signed off on. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like... Doesn't everyone just go, cool? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Or is, is it- there, like, anyone who's like, isn't this kind of weird? Isn't this, like, a weird thing to make for... Like, what, why are we making this? Mm-hmm. Uh, the utter fate, too, of, like, this will this will do numbers. Yeah. This will get numbers. Like, like, maybe really? it'll do numbers on Twitter, but, like, <laughs> like I just, I really, that's all, the only like, lens wow. I can see this through is crowdfunding, or crowdsourcing fucking art of this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I did not get enough Jahi right. fan art. Pixiv Box <laughs> is now a thing, and has been a thing for years. This can yeah. that can be utilized. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. There's a lot of Doki Chan art. <laughs> yeah, there sure is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm there just, sure is. I've just been scrolling here for a minute because I'm like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, all right. I I couldn't tell you what it is truly, and it's like. So, like its true shape, as it were, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But it, it is a it is a scary thing. I did finish I, that series. I, I did yeah. go through that. Um, it is very scary. Uh, <laughs> it's really scary. I don't know how it's. Mm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Not I know. I get it. Office ladies are hot. Okay, but it's like mm-hmm. we need them. Office ladies are hot, and they're always horny. Like, they're always was, horny they're every always time, horny. no matter they, what. Women are incapable of not being feral sexual creatures. That was that's the, that's the series. That's the premise. I mean, uh, like the fact that that somehow becomes more, um, like, 
risque or like mm-hmm. groundbreaking than oh every woman be subservient until a man come by that's like oh mm-hmm. i got you mm-hmm. which you know quick shout out again to fucking uh uncle from another world where there's a bit where like he um the ice queen or just like the cold-hearted icy girl is like coming up to him is he's she's just like how do i be strong like you and he's like, who called you a coward? Who has said all these mean things about you? If you want to be a shut-in, just be a shut-in. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, Amen. thank fucking God, dude. Thank fucking God. Somebody gets it. Somebody he's out like, there gets it. I can make her worse. <laughs> I mean, that's what his fucking uh, nephew and the childhood friend reacted like, where they're just like, oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think if I had anything else to say, really. I, I, I'm just going to throw it over to LV in a second, but I, 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 I'm still enjoying Licorice Recoil. Oh, yeah. I think it's very good. Very, very good. They had That episode four was insane. That was an insane episode for crazy people. It was great. Yeah, I, I mean, complimentary, obviously. Um and it just i'm i'm impressed so far it has not done anything insane uh it made me go watch princess principle mm-hmm. <laughs> because i it gave sort of gives me that vibe yeah sometimes. yeah tonally yeah they're very similar um but yeah uh, i think that's still great i'm loving all of kojima's tweets about it it's so good that he found it he is obsessed i just loved his like a few days ago, I tweeted somberly, Licorice Recoil, and that tweet was seen <laughs> 8 million times. <laughs> Free marketing right there. Yeah. Wow. He was posting some thirst traps and shit. No, he was. Too. He was. He's the first traps. time he's wearing fucking sea shorts, you know? He's like, he's like, yeah, he's the pants are off. <laughs> the legs are out. <laughs> he's calling it Licorice Recoil now. Um, also, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, what was this one he just tweeted? He watched watched episode five. He uh he says he'll be back next week to control the recoil. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm loving it, and I think honestly, also the show is pretty good. The animation is great yeah, in yeah. general. It's you know I talk a lot of shit about A1 pictures, but. When A1 fucking is putting their effort into something, it shows, like Kaguya and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe this really will make nice Kojima, maybe this will make him write good women. This is what I was thinking, is I was just like, maybe this will finally cure him. He He's finally realized, wait, women can be people too. <laughs> <laughs> you got girls out there? What the hell? Women, can, I just women can hold a gun and don't need to be fridged. I want so. him to discover Yuri and just be like, "Wow, wait, huh? Wait, this is huh? Come on, he's gonna die. He's gonna yeah. <laughs> it's too much women explode." Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 LV, LV, yeah. LV, LV. 
what is going on with uh, Chi- Chimimo, which I had forgotten about yeah. Speak- uh, when speaking, we were going over the list. Speaking of women, uh, this is about a family Chimimo. of sisters. Um, <laughs> speaking of women. <laughs> speaking of women. Um, who one day to just get these weird little cute orb creatures. Seals? Bunnies? They're not sure. Uh, they're not sure what, what these are. Some of them have horns. Some of them have like wings. They're little little cute little freaks. Um, uh, as more and more accumulate in their home, uh, they base a, a demon from hell basically comes on by saying like, "Oh, hey, those are all my like envoys, the, you know, little imp, imp creatures, and I'm here to bring hell on earth." Like, you know, bow down to me, Sarah. Like, you know, they don't take it. They actually make him feel bad and very insecure that <laughs> he's not capable of doing that, or they just think he's a weirdo and they kind of shoot him off for a bit. And then over time, they're like, oh, okay, maybe we should, like, shelter him? I don't know what to, we don't know what to do with him. But then, yeah, he just, he's just, like, a now an honorary family member of their house, just, just basically freeloading off of them. But secretly, you know, he's trying to, like, get back with, like, oh, yeah, I need to report back to hell and, like, take over or et cetera. While in the midst of, like, these cute little creatures being these, you know, not being necessarily helpful. They're just existing now. Um you know, just, just doing their own thing, etc. So it, it kind of is similar to the premise of J.E., where, you know, she's just unwittingly, like, thrown into the human realm and, like, oh, fuck, you know, she's actually kind of useless and doesn't really... She's not she's not what she's hyping herself up to be. And meanwhile, there's all these, like, external, like, factors impacting her and getting in her way. And, you know, like, she, she herself, like, similar to this, you know, demon character, who doesn't have really a real name. He's just referred to as Jigoku-san. Um... Uh, kind of softening up to the human role and kind of second guessing, like, oh, what, what are is their end goal? And yeah, it's like at a glance, it's like, is this a mini series? It's not. It's like full service, thirty minute episodes. There's like two segments each, um, and it's a pretty funny show. There's like a lot. There's like a couple of like questionable jokes here and there, or at least jokes that don't land. I'm like, uh, but for the most part, I was surprised by how funny it is. It's and also at a glance. This is not a kid series whatsoever. It do- it, it it doesn't go into like vulgar adult humor, but definitely humor that's like, oh, this is like, yeah, this is for an older crowd for sure. No kids are not going to get this. Like, there's a recurring joke where like the middle sister, who's probably like 20, you know, I don't know, like that's what they're implying because she has like a part time job. She might be in college. Um, she like always she she always goes to the she always goes to the bar and like comes home drunk. Like th- this is not for children. <laughs> Um, and it's also, like, written by the folk, by, written by, and has some hands by the folks who do Shin-chan. Um, it's also animated by the same studio who does Shin-chan and Adorimon. So, um, it has this Flash animation look and is clearly made in Flash animation, though it's not called Flash animation anymore. It's now Adobe Animate, which is what I'm assuming they're using from what, you know, but, it, you know, clearly there's, like, a lot of effort put to it. And they're not just, like, using it in a very limited way. And they're using it in a very tactile way where it's like enhancing the kind of the cute simple art style and adding a lot of movement and dynamism in like places where it does matter for like a lot of comedic beats and more you know hack you know heptic like kind of moments uh but overall yeah it's like it's, it's just a funny kind of like gag to gag series there's there doesn't seem to be a real continuity again like you have that end goal of like oh yeah this demon wants to take a role which i think will probably not happen right it's like one of those things where kind of like something like shinchan is like I have a feeling these characters are probably going to be stuck in, like, a time bubble where it's just going to keep recurrently going, right? But who knows? Um, who knows if there's an actual, like, end point to it? 
But right, yeah, there's like, yeah, some jokes here and there that like, I'm like, why? Otherwise, the rest of the series is pretty fun and good. And yeah, the oldest sister, a hottie. She's, I, I made a joke of being like, she's going to be on the lesser known waifu's Tumblr page at some point. She is, what is going on here? You just see her and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, but yeah, there's some like, again, like off taste jokes, like, yeah, they make a fat joke at some point. And I'm like, come on, why is this, what, what is going on here? Why is, like, like, like the, the, the bit is that the demon, he starts discovering like, wow, human food is good. Food is good. And he, and it's a really funny joke of like, from his perspective, this is repulsive. Like the way people are cooking seafood or handling like desserts, like what the fuck? They're killing that living creature and just like putting it under a fire that way, which again, funny, like if he's from hell, like why is that weird <laughs> repulsive thing? And then yeah, he just understands the joy of food. And then yeah, that joke is like, oh, he ends up fat and then, which is like, come on. Like what is, why, what is that? Why is that the gag, you know? Um, and another really weird one where, like, again, the oldest sister is an office lady, um, and there's a whole thing of, like, where it's not really a joke, but it's, it's the, it's the point of conflict where, like, her boss, her boss is, like, just a horrible person. Like, he makes, like, flirtatious comments at her all the time, and he overworks her, and, like, there's, it's, it's a promising segment of, like, oh, the demon, the demon guy's, like, you know what, let's fuck him up, let's, let's, and I'm, like, oh, that's fun, that's cool, let's see what happens here, and then the end joke is that, like, they're, they actually never resolve it, like, which, which is weird. Like, what? That was, like, a serious thing. Like, they never resolve it. They get stuck in a weird time loop. And, again, this is a series without, a real, continu- without real continuity, from what I'm guessing. Everything just resets every episode. And they just never go into a topic like that ever again. Very weird. But besides from those two things that were a little off-putting, um, uh, it, is, it is, I think a hilarious show like especially the dynamic between the sisters who are all like very sassy and just self-autonomous with what they're doing and knowing what they're doing even like with the youngest character where like her thing is that she's she's like probably like a preteen or if not a little bit younger but she's very in tune with social media and technology um there's like i remember one joke where they're trying to make the demon have like get a job and she's helping him out and she's talking about all these technical details and there's a thing where you know she's she asks like why are you asking me all these details like why do you need that for a job when my skills matter more and she just she's like well i don't know either but i'm just telling you this you know um but yeah i I don't know i was surprised it's surprisingly funny in a lot of points so not, not again, another thing where I didn't know what to expect just based on what it looks. Like, if you look at it, it's like, is this another kid's show? It, no, it's not. It's not a kid's show. Um, and yeah, I love these little round creatures. Still don't know what they are, but they're supposed to be like little imp things. Timmy Mo's. No thoughts had I really like them. Yeah, they're I'll really say good. That. I really yeah. did. Yeah. Like, they just call them mochi sometimes. Like, oh yeah, they're like mochi. Uh, they're like, that's oh, what that's they cute. look like. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. They all have like different mm-hmm. names based on what they look like. Very simple oh. names like oh one has wings it's just called wings I'm like okay sure <laughs> yeah I'm going to watch this mm-hmm. I it's really cute mm-hmm. it's I think that'll fulfill um, what I want out of uh, I watched like a little bit of Devil Is a Part Timer the new one mm-hmm. or whatever and I was just like no it's too old it's too old for me can't do it <laughs> it's too too of this era gone. we have, technology has advanced so far since mm-hmm. then you know that's just that's what it comes down to it's like we've had we've had so many of this format except better um but this can get it you know i can i can go yeah. with this one yeah, this, yeah. Can, this can sort of fulfill the same concept to an extent 
All right, then uh, let me see. We see here. Uh, I guess we can finish up with Maverick if you'd like. Uh, to, if you want to talk about Silver Spoon, because we were you were going to talk about this last time, but then we didn't have enough time. But uh, yeah, how Silver Spoon? Silver Spoon's good. Like yeah, I never gave it the time because I just you know for how how long has it been on Netflix? I don't know at this point, but. For the longest time, people always say that, like, oh, yeah, you know, the uh, author for Fullmetal Alchemist, she made that other, like, slice of life manga about a kid going to, like, a agricultural high school. And I'm like, oh, that sounds neat. I should watch that at some point. And now here we are in, like, the drought of anime. Oh, cool, let me go watch something else. And, hey, that's just some really good class, like, 2010s just glistening out of this, where you just have your main character, uh, Hachikin Yugo, who's a kid from, like, Hokkaido, and he's kind of, like, all over the place, mainly because, you know, older brother off in college doing cool stuff, over, he's over here trying to, like, get into high school, trying to make it through entrance exams, and just not feeling, like, good, because of, like, the pressure put into him, not just, uh, like, on himself, his dad's very curt and to the point about stuff. So his counselor, one of his teachers, is just like, hey, here is a high school that you can apply to if you feel like you just want something different from what's going on. And it is a ag- uh, agricultural high school where literally everyone else that's there is either working on a farm, is part of some sort of like family industry, is doing something involved with agriculture, wants to be a veterinarian, like, so already, like, focused and driven with what the next five to ten years could look like, that he's already like, what the fuck am I doing here? Why why am I trying to, like, do stuff here? But ultimately, you know, and I think there's a really good ethos to what the series goes for, being somebody that comes from a different background or just having a different mindset, when you go into a new field, that immediately causes friction, new connections. There's just excitement and an actual nuance, again, outside of just people that have known the industry for years or have like grown up in it, that even just the simple thing of, like, you know, he's going off, he's... Uh, Hajikan is, like, helping out with the pigs, and he gets attached to a piglet and names it, knowing full well, you know, at some point, you are destined for the slaughterhouse, and I have to, like, reckon with that. But also, you are adorable. I love you. You know, all time and again, kids will be like, dude, don't name it. Come on. What are you doing here? But also, it's that opening up of an actual conversation of like, what does it mean, you know, to actually be in that situation where life is constantly in your face and not just life, but the consequential death and specifically death in the means of sustenance for someone else, actual Mm -hmm. circle of life shit. It never gets like super heavy, but it, it, discusses it in a way that makes sense for, like, a kid just getting thrown into everything. The characters are really fun, too, I think. There's good, fat representation here, I would say. You know, 
I think one of the Sando characters, Tamako Inada, you do definitely get jokes of like, ha, oh, jeez, her? But interspersed with those, then you do just have the genuine, the genuine joke of like, she is a business demon. And she knows how to do business well and will never pass up an opportunity to, like, go ahead and, you know, strike up offers with people. Uh, one of Hachiken's roommates is also a bigger guy. And there's this joke I liked at the end of one episode where they all get inspired by, like, one friend who's in the baseball team. And it's like, man, you're doing that much to do what you need to. Uh, and then they all go off and, like, run the distance from the baseball field back to the school, and he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna take the bus, homie. <laughs> and just writes back with the rest of the girls, which, nah, that's fair. Like, I, I, I think when we talk about fat representation in anime, there's definitely the easy, like, the worst of the worst of it is equating weight and appearance to, like, morality, which mm-hmm. fucking Right, sucks. like mm-hmm. the Satoshi Kon problems I always mm-hmm. have. Right, it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that that happens on Satoshi Kon work because I really like a lot of his stuff. I would yeah, say me Millennium. As well. <laughs> I would say Millennium Actress veers out of that, given the way that the protagonist is there. But right, no, you know, weight as morality or just outside appearance as morality, and then you have other stuff where no, you know, because you're a bigger guy, yeah, you probably are lazy. Are you kidding me? Like, I would not. <laughs> Like, I would be in that same situation as Beppu, where it's just like, oh, cool for you guys that you're feeling inspired. The bus is literally right here. I am not going to run that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's more just feeding into the care. Like, it's an understanding, and I think um, the author recognizes that as well, for the most part, you know, given the way that. Uh, Fumo Alchemist definitely has more of a variance, I would say, than most uh, action anime. Yeah, definitely. And, and especially because, like, again, it's based on the fact, like, she grew up in a farm. So there's a lot of personal experience, and it make, like it makes sense that it's not just like, oh, you know, got a little bit of pounds there. It's like, no, dude, like, you are built to go out and do what you need to on a day-in, day-out basis. It's not that you're lazier because of that setup. You're also there waking up at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to go and take care of the livestock. It's just, you know, what turn are you doing it versus like someone else? So I've been liking it. There, there's a weird thing with the um, sub batch that I got in that episode four of season two is not showing any subtitles. Oh no! Yeah, that's weird. I'll, I'll figure something out, but I definitely want to like continue watching it because it's really good. And the people that have mentioned watching it, I totally get why. It's such a nice addition to what the author does already. Like everyone that's like Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, Full Malcolm's Brother, watch Silver Spoon as well. It's just more good writing. I'm definitely planning on... I, when you referenced it last time, I was like, oh, and I should really get around to watching that, because I started to watch it, like, like four years ago or something, and then I just got distracted by something, but now I think once I get 
once I've at least finished, I want to finish. I know they're not identical at all by any stretch of the imagination, but in terms of like this style of show, almost I want to finish March comes in like a lion first. Yeah. If you get me, if you get what I'm saying with that, there's definitely, there's a similarity there. Cause again, it's, you know, they aren't pulling any punches with just talking about the fact that, yeah, like hot chicken's life situation kind of sucked between, parents that like either inadvertently pressured too much on him or actively were like if you're not doing good in school then what's the point of you doing anything um there's that like inferiority complex with his brother who again like you see him later on in the series and he's off doing whatever actively you know accepting failure act like he's having his golden boy moment basically <laughs> of just freeding around the world and like you can tell like oh this is a dude that is just he has found that confidence that Hachikin wants to find by being uh here in the uh agricultural school and he can at least tell like dude you're making steps towards this you are you're different from the person you were Back when we were like still living together, and it rocks to see that growth. And I don't know. Again, it, when we're talking about just like ultimately a kid that's eventually going to see half of this stuff because it's so easy to access anime nowadays. I like shit that's able to say, "Hey, do not feel like there is a set path for how you're supposed to do things. Explore, find alternatives." Just ask yourself what you want to do and if it's making you happy. Yeah, it's, I think, definitely an important message uh, anywhere, really. But, like, especially I feel like that is obviously the... There's You see a lot of it in anime. Um, a lot of good anime, specifically, but it's like, it really is like, it, it makes a lot of sense in any imperialized country like Japan or whatever, uh, especially post-war stuff where it's just like, yeah, like, now th- once this everything gets set up over the concept of, like, this cultural capitalism stuff and, like, you, you really do have options, but goddamn, they don't want you to feel like you have options <laughs> at all. Um, yeah it and like just discussing that and like especially for kids i think especially it's really important to get that in their heads i rack my brain consistently as someone who you know works in education uh god again five years now going into that whole spectrum of it but it's like college is not the immediate answer it is not the solution it is just a thing that you are able to do. I wish it was cheaper, just so that everyone had the option to do it. And ultimately, I would just wish for people to be in situations where that immediate post high school life, yeah, like literally like ages of like 18 to 25, you were just able to spend that time to still figure yourself out a little bit more. Because it's a continual process, but especially to just have new experiences and be able to say, I am away from the stuff that I have known for the first 18 years of my life, the first 
immediate instances of my life. And now, as my own person, I'm figuring stuff out, I'm having new experiences, I'm actually developing in a way that is broadening my horizons. Yeah. We need more... uh flexibility but also structure i think we just need more infrastructure that's what we need in terms of uh social stuff yeah to really just yeah i mean (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation but really like it is just like it's so weird to see so many of these stories discuss this for years and years and years and years and years and still (laughs) there's plenty of people doing work out there i don't you know just become a vampire. Just go to a... Become a vampire, yeah. G- go to an agricultural school. Fucking, uh... Don't marry your adopted sister. Don't do that. Don't... Yeah, don't do that. Don't... Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh... Do... Um... Follow somebody whose intention is to destroy the world with a powerful object. But do That's it in the true. manga. Yeah, you have to do it in the written form. Yeah, yeah. not not <laughs> not. A, it's a visual medium. Then <laughs> you might be making the wrong choice, and you'll regret it in a few years. Go find the legendary pirate treasure, and maybe find your found family, and also like dismantle uh, systemic like fascism along the way. But it'll take like forty years. I mean, that, that's and that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. That's the message of One Piece. <laughs> Take your time. That's what One Piece is saying. Take yeah. your time. Take your time. <laughs> Again, right, yeah, what? like, honestly, though. <laughs> what other fucking manga out there has a scene that's literally, like, shoot down the flag of the government, burn the flag of the government? <laughs> There's no subtext there. That's just text. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um... All right. Uh, I think that'll do it then. I think we can stop there because we'll have plenty for next time. Um, uh, Let me see here. I have to pronounce this correctly. We're watching Legends of Galactic Heroes next time, um, which is over on Crunchyroll, right? Because this is Dies Nusthi. You can say the new thesis as it's translated. The new thesis. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yes, go, we, go, this is the remake. The, this the is recent the remake. remake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's on several platforms. Yeah, it's on multiple. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's also on High Dive, I believe, because on High High Dive has the, the original. We saw they series. had the old stuff. Yeah, High Dive has the original series and the movie. The new one, mm-hmm. but who knows? I, I'm sure it's somewhere else. It's a mess. Um, Some places have the movies, but they don't have the series. It's a it's, fucking mess. <laughs> I'm so sick of this shit. It's just like, <laughs> like when I I was like hoping, like the thing that I was really hoping was I was like, this is like insane for me to hope for, but this is like this is like coping hoping. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh, maybe when they're making all these, like, different, all the different companies are making their streaming channel, at least that means things will be centralized and you'll know where it is if mm-hmm. you're going to go look for it. That's not even true. Right. That's not even true. No, it's just, no, yeah, like, it's the same there's problem. There's so like, much shit that's too like, many channels. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, oh, like, this is leaving fucking Disney Plus or whatever and it's going to Netflix again, or this is leaving Netflix and this <laughs> is going to fucking HBO Max and it's like, why is this going over? The- uh huh. I hate it. 
I hate it. Monopolization's not even working what it's trying it's to do. It's not even working. No, it's making it worse. Uh, uh, we're going to fucking have to... They're going to make, like... You know, like, in, like, five years, we're going to get fucking brain beam technology or something. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to make new Netflix. And new Netflix will be really Netflix good for, like, plus. five years. Yeah. Netflix new, new Netflix will have, like, everything. <laughs> because they still haven't figured out how the brain beam tech works. The mm-hmm. other companies haven't. So it's like, it's, we're going to have that cycle repeat all over again. <laughs> uh. But I'm, I'm personally excited for this and kind of scared for it i am a huge uh legend of the galactic heroes fan which is insane. i i i feel like i remember you saying yeah this quite, I, uh, a, a while ago right i yeah i've seen the whole series the original series i've not seen every movie but yes i've seen all uh, you know again i am not i am kudos to one piece fans that no yeah but still it's still hundreds hundreds of episodes compared to what i normally would watch um dragon ball does not count it, that's an experience that just kind of goes comes and goes but lunch in galactic years you sit down you watch hundreds of episodes in this case uh the new t- thesis is a remake of basically the series to try to bring to new audiences um, and something I've been personally putting off because I saw the arts done like no uh that said this will force me to watch it and stop judging it from afar without trying it because but I honestly know there are mixed feelings about it and I am curious just to see where I fall on that spectrum as someone who adores the original series and has been trying to go through the original novels at the moment finally hit volume four fucking long book fucking dry book though so <laughs> I bet I will go I will go complain about that in, next time but yeah pretty excited for this uh, yeah I'm glad uh, to hear hear this again because I had forgotten uh-huh. and uh, I, it will be good to have that I mm-hmm. always like when we have one at least one person who knows what the fuck's <laughs> going on but definitely an interesting series that the original again the original came coming out like close to when OG Gundam come out and they're kind of they're very similar in those touchstones yeah. points in regards to influencing sci-fi and anime not necessarily mech in this case which Gundam did, but just sci-fi and sci-fi drama in general and anime I think and those tropes of like the two rivals, and yeah. I'll look forward to that. I still haven't gotten around to watching it. I think we're gonna try try to watch it tomorrow. Get oh started boy. on it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah well, we'll see. Um, so I either way, when this is done, I'll probably watch. It. Yeah. High Dive does have. There are 162 episodes of the original OVA. Yeah. Yep. And we have two weeks. Oh yeah, you're right. That's easy. Let's go. <laughs> right. The the one we're the one we are watching, or at least we're assigned to watch, is, is, only is twelve episodes. Twelve episodes again. The, yeah. It's the remake. It's the first season of the remake. Yep. Don't get it confused. But if you want to choose to watch the OG series, which again, hundred plus episodes, no one's stopping you. Go for it. Within two weeks, sure, go for it. <laughs> I'm thinking. You know, I got. If I have to compare. If I have to think about... Compare the first 12 episodes to the 12 episodes of this. Well, no, because what if it's a case of like, oh, the first episode is condensing, you know, maybe... Which I'm assuming it's five OVAs, maybe. Listen, I need to know everything about Reinhard Lohengram. (laughs) I feel like I do, too, based on how people talk about him. Oh, yeah, people love that. uh, People love that fascist little man. Uh, Yeah. Everyone's favorite fashions. <laughs> Good lord. I mean, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. Um, yeah, the OG, he's voiced by Ryo Horikawa, Vegeta. And the well, the remake, he's, vo- he's Mamoru Miyano. And I think that's like oh, a perfect... Oh, let's fucking go. Yeah, like, it's, it's a great... 
All right, yeah. Uh, here's the usual bit. Again, that was a patron pick that we're going to watch. So, you know, if you want to put one in there, patreon.com slash VGCC, $3 gets you all of our stuff one week early. Also, like, you can suggest an anime to watch. Uh, and like I say every time, we'll do that. I still need to post a little thing and say, hey, guys, do this uh, in text form somewhere. Because um, that's probably easier uh, to see. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you all for joining me and, uh, we'll, uh, talk more about that stuff next time. Uh, have a good one, everyone. Bye.